This is Coffee with Karina, and here's your host, Karina Michelle. My guest today is Mark Graham. I know him from local events here, and he is a true creative gem. He's directed over 125 plays and musicals, one of which I saw last year at the Haines City Community Theater. And I have to say, if you're a local and you enjoy the arts, go and check out this little theater. It is awesome. All right. Hope you enjoy this episode. Here is Mark Graham. I think that I can not see you. And it was awesome. What was, I was trying to think of the name of the play. It was was me and Jezebel. Yes. Yes. Right. And uh, about Betty Davis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's this little tiny, tiny theater, but it was honestly, it was one of my favorites. I think I've seen it because it was so different, you know? Well, it was kind of nice. I had met the people at the uh, Haines City Theater. Um, A friend of mine is uh, Danny Goggin, who wrote Nonsense. And there's, you know, Mm -hmm. eight different nonsenses. And they were doing a production of it. And um, for some reason, uh, Danny says, it's nearby your house, because he's a good friend of mine. And um, I will send them, he sends, he sends the nun habits, and he sends all these other things when he knows people. And Uh so I made some contact with them for him. And then Danny wrote some nice stuff for them for online stuff and all that. And I met them and I told them about this show that I had directed so many years ago, but is, Uh is done all over the world as a uh, two person show. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Bratislava, we get royalties from Bratislava and South America and, Uh um, So it's a pretty fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you said it was close to your house. And so it's really close to my house as well. So it was really kind of cool (laughs) that we we met in like these unusual circumstances, I guess. But um, I'd love to know more. This is something I never really asked you, but about your story and how you started. And um, I know that you're from the Northeast. Yes, I I came down from I I lived in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. Fairfield County, which is like 60 miles outside of New York City. Um, uh, I have an MFA in directing uh, Mm -hmm. from the University of Connecticut, and um, I met my wife there and she has an MFA in um, acting. Oh, really? Um, I love your wife. I remember meeting her. And um, so we were... um, we moved down to this area. We we're in Connecticut. We're very active in a theater artist workshop, which is a professional workshop of actors and writers and directors. And uh, I was the young one in the group uh, way back when, when it started 35 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, the um, we just I became very much involved in working with professional actors and in particularly in developing plays also right out of graduate school i was general manager for lucille lortel she had a theater called the white barn theater and that was in westport um and um, it was very small but it was really dedicated to new plays and i became very involved in new play development and in, mm-hmm. intrigued by it and working with playwrights and and also with directors and other people on new plays and so this workshop which came out of kind of lucille lortel's theater um, um became very major actors were involved here delay and and back and baxter name people mm-hmm. as well as working actors who all lived in the westport you know, general area who commuted to New York. And um, so I became very much involved and was uh, 
on their boards for many years and uh-huh. um, and directed many things and helped them um, exist. They still exist. They're still, uh, you know, they're plugging away. We lost our home, which was a, a kind of nice little theater space that uh, could seat a uh-huh. hundred um, that we had for many years, but uh-huh. you know, lots of things contributed to losing that. And um but I still try to stay involved, even though I'm here in really? Florida. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I okay. with all the group, and and they ask my advice, whatever that might be. <laughs> I'm sure they do because you've had so much experience, you know, and yeah. doing. Well, I, you know, I my interest has always been, you know, um, I besides doing directing and producing, um, mm-hmm. I also was in marketing, and I I. Became partners in Westport, Connecticut, with a, another marketing person, and we, um, I, you know, I moved outside. You know, and it allowed me to be able to work in the theater and not have to worry about other yeah. things because it was my own business. And uh, right. we produced, uh, you know, the my agency, Gray Graham. Um, we worked internationally. Um, you know, traveled all over the world and, and healthcare marketing. Okay, and. Um, so, uh, but I also could, you know, cut out times that I could work on my theater pieces and um, work on development of plays. Yeah. I think too, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, with theater, for example, or even like films and TV, there's a whole business marketing side of it. You know, it really helps okay. if you have that knowledge, right? Well, I mean, that's right. really what you want people to hear about it. And it could be the best play ever, but if nobody sees it, right? That's it's exactly, exactly. That, that was a crucial part of it. And so also PR and promoting and all mm-hmm. those things were something for our little workshop that helped us, you know, um, bring audiences in and, and to come to see the work when we thought it was ready to be seen and right. those things. So. Yeah. So how did you come down to Florida? Where did well, how does um, that come in? Well, uh, you know, I reached a point where my, we had, uh, my partner and I decided that we would sort of dissolve our agency. And then I was mm-hmm. a consultant for a while and I, I did work and travel again around the world uh, doing marketing projects um, Australia and New Zealand and wow. Korea and all that. Um, and then I, I, I just uh, became tired. And the last project <laughs> I did was producing instructional videos uh-huh. in 40 different languages. Wow. That's a lot. I've actually produced kind of a similar type of thing, but not in 40 different languages. It's, well, it's one I, big thing in one language. <laughs> right. And so we had to find native speakers and, oh my and gosh. I got the project. I didn't think I said, I, I I bid on it because uh-huh. a friend of mine who was uh, who now has moved here and lives in celebration, interestingly. Oh, but at that cool. time, he um, uh, he worked for Beckton Dickinson and uh, Roche Diagnostic, big companies. Uh-huh. And um, I I turned the project over to L- my son is a filmmaker, and so um, uh-huh. we went. I went to L.A. and tried to try to figure out how am I going to do it. And in conjunction with him, we we produced these things and it was a hundred videos in 40 wow. different languages. What? Yeah, that's I can't even get my head around that. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was difficult, but I had to be, I had to be bicoastal. I was going back and forth from uh-huh. uh, Connecticut to LA and that was enough to, you know, Oh yeah. Do me. in. so I think then my, we decided that we, we liked this area. Uh, my uh-huh. sister-in-law lives in Celebration or lived okay. there, passed away recently, but uh-huh. um, and my wife wanted to be closer to her. So we came down here and we found this cute place in Providence. We kind of like uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, it's quiet, right? Quieter quiet, than the quiet. bigger cities, I guess. You know, I just came, 
at the insistence of my wife and her best friend here, uh, <laughs> we dr- I drove all around because, you know, they're having a tag sale, yard sale today. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I took them all around starting at nine o'clock this morning and I, and I ended up at a quarter of uh, 11 and here I am. So here. Wow. So you've had a busy morning already. Yeah. We, we just, <laughs> and actually I, I'm the one who bought things. They, the other, oh, really? the other <laughs> yeah. looked at stuff. I said, That's I so to, funny. Yeah, I, I bought two things and I thought I, I, I would never even think I would do that. But it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I've heard about their sale. I have had a lot of friends that lived in Providence. Yeah. And my husband plays golf there too. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot going on. It's a nice community. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we came, we moved down here. Um, and I thought I was going to, um, you know, just kind of retire, but mm-hmm. I, I've really been very active for a, for a long, long time. And I, I started looking for things to do. I even auditioned for Disney and for universal. I was going to ask you if you yeah. do acting too, because I, a lot of people, you know, they kind of dip their toes. In different I, did, parts. I, you know, I did. I started, you know, I was an actor, but I, literally I didn't. I, I made a, well, I maybe have to show you a short film I made. But anyway, among yeah. those. Um, I'd love that. Uh, yeah, I play a director. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> for telling, if for telling the future. Well, we, um, so we, uh, I, I auditioned for uh, Disney, but they didn't particularly care for me. They thought maybe oh. my my background in magic might help them, but I never heard from them. Magic. And then I Wait, what? I'm magic. a magician. I'm also a magician. Right? No. Okay. You got to. This is <laughs> Marco the Magnificent. Uh, and uh, I've had an act for years from high school time. Really? But, and his and um, Mimi the Magic Girl always. And it's usually. Uh, a cute girl that I wanted to meet in college, you know, I uh-huh. asked her to be my assistant. That's of course. I oh, I love it. And That's anyway, so, um, but Universal was kind of intrigued and they wanted me to work in Harry Potter land to be the oh my train gosh. conductor. And, oh my gosh. I and I said, that. well, what does that entail? And they said, well, you know, it's two, four hour sessions. And I said, no, I'm not going to retire. In the heat. And in the sun, in the heat and do it all. Yeah. Could, you know, because I could do a British accent. They kind of, mm-hmm. they wanted me and I said, no. Then I get contacted mm-hmm. by Universal with a little note and the, would you audition for Santa Claus? And I oh. Thought, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we all laughed about it. So I went to audition. I had a little beard at that time. Oh, I was turning white. And uh, I get there and there are 25 rotund men with full beard. Right. They all look the same, right? I'm not going to get cast. In this, but <laughs> oh I, I did the audition, which they had for it, which has to go to Macy's to get approval. Uh-huh. And um, I get a notice maybe a week later. Uh, congratulations, you are candy cane number 31. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm going to be in a parade and I'm going to be. Oh, absolutely not. And I yeah. didn't respond to it. Really? They, they contacted me and said, no, Mr. Graham, you don't understand. Candy cane 31 is our code name for Santa Claus. Oh. So I was, I, how was I know that? I didn't know. They have all those. Read, yeah. yeah read, read the details. So I, um, as soon as I was cast as that, and I would be alternating with another Santa Claus for their big parade, which they had balloons, and uh, you uh-huh. know we end up at Macy's, and uh-huh. uh, you know I danced with the Rockettes and the whole thing. Oh, I love the Rockettes. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a, just a, it was a fun thing, but uh-huh. I said okay, I'll do it, and then I got hired uh, by 
the Mahalik Auto Group, which is a yeah of seven <laughs> car dealerships, uh, four here and two in Michigan, one, uh, and one in Ohio. And uh, I was, um, you know, I said I can't do it. I, I just got hired yeah. a job that is going to be marketing. Yeah, it's yeah. Going to be but they said you must. Macy's <laughs> wants you. Uh, and I said you got to be kidding. So anyway, I did the weekend Santa Claus. So I was the Friday and Saturday Santa Claus. And it was quite a fun event to that's see the cool. backstage of Universal to see how it's all yes, run. Yes, that's the fun. I, had, the fun yeah, and I was just no no child sat on my lap because I was way up on a, a float oh. in which they tethered me with a lock and chain so I couldn't fall off of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! But it was a fun, it was a fun way to get you know sort of get acclimated to the area. Uh, but since then, I've been you know I. I still direct plays, strangely enough, using Zoom up yes. in New York at the National Arts Club. And um, that comes to the play that I'm doing now that we just did um, yeah. recently in the city at the West Bank. It's a play called um, Cheese Fries and Chili Dips. Yes, that was my next question. I want to hear all about this because I can't picture... I'm sure this probably came about after COVID too, right? Was this uh, something? Well, kind of as the COVID was ending, okay. um, the fellow, Chris Fuller, who actually I've known since he's been a young man, mm-hmm. um, he was a professional golfer on the verge of professional golf. Um, and he had a major nervous breakdown and sort of mm-hmm. bad and had to be put in an institution for wow. a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out and he, you know, he's... Uh, he was, he's always been a creative fellow. Um, he says, I want to write a show about me and my life. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, let's see what this is going to be about. So I, <laughs> but, but, I, but I helped him, you know, yeah. he'd write something and then we would go just the way I'd work with another author. Uh, and then he wanted to perform it. Of course, he's not an actor, but he. Oh, he's he, not he, an actor at all. He's not never at done. all. He's, oh. it's a story. he's just a golfer. Oh, oh wow. So, so you to, got your work cut out for you. I, really. I, my work was really cut out. And we worked for about a year and a half, putting it together, taking it in pieces, you know, presenting it in a living room so that he felt mm-hmm. used to it. And uh-huh. um, then did about 10 presentations at various times, including to uh, uh, the solo festival in New York. And uh, and then this was at the and we were and also performed it at some theaters in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, just one nighters, just to introduce people and to get him at ease. Mm-hmm. To our amazement, lots of people were interested in it. It's a funny. He's very mm-hmm. funny. He takes yeah. naturally to the audience, and in fact, he needs an audience. <laughs> Doesn't know how to rehearse and get get yeah. the whole thing, but he he comes alive with that and telling his story, which uh-huh. we made very turned into two um, forty five minute acts, and um, mm-hmm. it's a it's we did. We have now been picked up as by a producer, um, and we have um, three women who are, are consultants to corporations, um, and they are psychiatrists, psychiatrists, and psychologists who then deal with mental illness in the workplace. Uh-huh. And they love this piece, and yeah, they that. and they and it was presented in New York for half the audience was from corporations. Wow. Just, wow. So well, that's okay. interesting. But then the big deal is that in um, November, we will be presenting at a regional theater in which is in, in Connecticut, Waterbury, uh-huh. Connecticut. And uh, we'll be doing it for a month there as part of their season. That's so awesome. So that's amazing, actually. I mean, it's it's such a unique project. But one of the questions I had, so you, I know it's 17 characters, right? 
So he is the play. So one question I get asked a lot is for film and TV, which is different, but how do you memorize all the lines? And, you know, a lot of times you feed off of the other actors, you know, they kind of feed you that line and then you say, you know, that's the whole thing. He tended to (laughs) memorization was easy for him, which was what I was very concerned about. You know, if you don't know, you don't have the, you don't have all those blocks. He, He really picked it up. And then he had a tendency to do a, do characterizations and uh, do voices. And I yeah. encouraged him to uh, sort of explore uh-huh. that. Yeah. And, Make it and, work for him in a positive way. Right. Oh, it did. And of course, in the other, the play that you saw me and Jezebel, it's only yeah. a two character play, but there are other people in the play. Yes. And that helps. <laughs> I, yeah. And so I, I kind of, uh, kind of worked on those same techniques so that he would talk and then he'd be the other person. Oh, I see. Like a little, wow. He, he is bipolar. So he was feeding himself the line. (laughs) He kind of played into it and he did whatever I asked him to do. And it actually Mm -hmm. uh, comes out very funny. And um, he does create everything from a Natasha, who is a ballet teacher. What? uh, to Moonbeam, who is a... I got to uh, see this. I, oh, really, <laughs> I can't picture it. Yes. Um, he, so you, it's each, uh, his own uh, his psychiatrist, who he calls Dr. Evil, and kind uh, of is like um, a character out of a movie. And he, he finds, the, and the audience just loves it. And then they did it uh, this last, on the 10th, actually, May 10th. I don't know when you're broadcasting this, but um, they, uh, they did it in a... West Bank Cafe, so there was food served and liquor, and oh. he's never performed in a space like that. Okay, um, but I he said the second act, everybody was just loving it. Right, said, they don't care. Like, they had two drinks. They're on their third drink. <laughs> that's illegal awesome. on the second. Yeah, act. that's so the best. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. So, uh, we're um, it is a kind of an amazing thing that happened. Uh, you know, I did bring. Uh, Chris down here to Florida and actually at that little Haynes theater we worked for um, really? uh, for yeah. a couple of days there on the stage uh, mm-hmm. because I, I said I can't we can't do perform this and you've never been on a stage yeah, here yeah you know, I mean living rooms and all that stuff yeah, and yeah. then I've come and I came to Connecticut a number of times to okay. for productions and for rehearsals but so, um, yeah. and I'll be looking forward to in the fall to go up to Connecticut and, and work with him on this we're going to kind of change the show. The show takes place in his garage and has all of his um, uh-huh. his paraphernalia there so he can use it for his props and whatever. But um, as we had some further discussion, we're going to, for this production, since we have a budget and lots of other things, we're going yeah. to do it on a golf course. So oh, cool. A hole with a sand pit. And then he's going to arrive on a golf cart, which I think oh, is wow. on stage. <laughs> And his golf cart will have all of his props and things that he needs. <laughs> They're all in there, ready to go. They're all there. And yeah. then because we have this big site behind him, and my designer who came down here, and I've worked with him, he's from England, and mm-hmm. I've done a number of shows with him, but he, he got all excited about this. So we're going to uh, see if some of the characters that he creates, we might see pictures of the, because this is his real story, so when he was, you know, in the outback, you know, this is a picture of him with an Aborigine, you know, all the, all those things that might connect together. So they just come back as images behind him as he's talking. So we're going to give her a lot of production values when we do it the next time. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of the development. And I, this is what I enjoy, you know, uh-huh. as I'm a lousy golfer, no one wants to go. <laughs> so 
this is what I do. <laughs> That's their passion. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to picture again this this Zoom setup, you know, because I do a lot on Zoom as well, but meetings and obviously yeah. podcast stuff as well. Or, um, you know, we have table reads on Zoom sure. now and it's, you know, it's much easier. But directing on Zoom, what is the setup? I'm trying to picture it. So well, here I did a play uh, about a, um, an Asian um, architect, uh, sculptor, and I had a cast that was in um, California, mm-hmm. in New York. Uh, in Florida and and someplace else, I can't remember where. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so we were able to we we're able to come together, of course, on Zoom, you know, oh, yeah. and, and hear each other doing working on it. It took a um, um, a technical person who was very good at pulling it together to make it seem as one in its as in its presentation. And he was able to sort of do the editing on, you know, and, and bring the faces together and the twos and the one and the, um, and I don't know, I, you know, he did what I asked him. <laughs> and he made it happen. And that's yeah, really he what made it, it happen. is. It's not something yeah. that I could say I would know okay. how to do. I see. Okay. Delivered and it was very satisfying for people. You know, and it just, was everybody could see what they needed to see to make right. it. Right. And so if there was two people in the scene, this, the two, the two happened in the right, you know, relationship to each other and he was able to to you know be my technical director and really pull it all together from oh, well that's all you need really that's what producing is about right right like and hiring the people that get it exactly it yeah. uh, but also when you're you know in, in the general rehearsal you know we just he <laughs> chris performed for his laptop you know because that's where i was right that's what i'm trying to picture it's like and he did you know it was set up we had a stage manager i actually at the end a good act uh, an actor friend of mine john o'hearn came in as a kind of um coach to Uh coach him and you know you needed to you know we knew where we were going and we went you know we I think after 10 performances and a person who's never done anything in the theater before to be even picked up as a regional oh, yeah. unheard of. Yeah, our that's producer, amazing. Our producer, Bob Bloom, said, you know, I've been doing this for 50 years. I've never yeah. <laughs> it's a little scary going into it. You yeah, it's know. like, why? I don't know. What What did we do? How did it happen? But it was just, it's fortuitous. Uh, and I think, um, and I, I am just, just it, it'll be interesting to pursue to pursue it further as, yeah. as these people who are working with corporations want mm-hmm. to use it and how that will be perceived in businesses. Yeah. And um, the, his name is Chris Fuller and their theme is live fuller and tell your story is mm-hmm. part of the, uh, their uh, promotional thing. So I, okay. I, that's a website. Live full, well, live that's, yeah, that's what they're, I don't know if it's a website yet, but that's what they're developing. Got it. Um, okay. For the corporations. I'll, I'll send you everything I got. Yeah. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll take it out and put it up here. But the other one that you're doing is upstart, right? Yeah, that's the that's, one. You this, is, this is another fascinating one. So at the theater artist workshop, which was in Westport and I was very active in, uh, I worked with a playwright to develop. He gave me, she gave me something. I don't know. I think it was like, I don't know, 24 inches thick of writing that she did about William Shakespeare. Wow. And she wanted to turn it into a play. But I said, you got three plays here. And so, <laughs> we, you know, we I helped her edit it and work on it with our actors and, and the group uh, to turn it into a trilogy about the life of Shakespeare, different mm-hmm. positions that one a general life. The second one about his Hamnet his son and Judith, his, um, they were twins. 
um, <laughs> Hamnet, who's very similar to Hamlet, and Hamnet died. Um, and it did affect Shakespeare's life a great deal. But Judith was the daughter that was kind of left to the side. And it's not a, a, a it's not the most positive image of Shakespeare, but it's a father that, you know, kind of a daughter who really wanted to have a relationship with the father, but didn't. Okay. And it, it's a fascinating piece or a different way of looking at the, you know, Shakespeare, the God, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe he wasn't so perfect, you know, mm. and all of those things. And the last act, the last play is all about his Shakespeare's relationship um, um, with a man. Uh, mm -hmm. at the end of his life and the whole thing. So I did not know that. This yeah. is fascinating. Yeah, they're, it's real, they're really, uh, but it's just an epic thing to have. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. all done. And it's all Mary Jane wrote it in verse. Now, I know mm -hmm. that sounds like crazy. Uh, yeah. She is, she's an academic, but, she, uh, but it's very accessible. And um, we promoted it, you know, trying to get, we, we got readings of it. We've got uh, to present it, but it's, you know, it's a tough sell to sell three plays about Shakespeare. Right, and, I, right. and I said, let's go to England. Let's just kind of promote mm -hmm. it around and see what happened. And this one director um, who is, uh, did in New York, a very athletic and very physical production of, um, oh my God. Well, I remember it, but I, I can't, mm -hmm. can't remember now, but she, um, she's, she loved the play. She wanted to do it. She wanted to do it very physically and wanted it edited down because at the Fringe Fest, it's been accepted at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I it will be that. playing yeah. for a month, but it could be only be 90 minutes to uh, to 100 minutes. That's what mm. they that's what they want. That's their cutoff. Yeah. yeah. So we had to do so with Mary Jane, we worked and edited the piece and uh, it's very tight. And um, yeah. they they changed the title to Upstart, which not yes. necessarily would have been the one that we would have. I was gonna, it, it, yeah, it just seems like a very modern. Yes, um, right. So, I feel like my daughter would like this, and she's almost yes, exactly, 13. exactly. Okay. okay. And um, so I'm dying to see the interpretation mm -hmm. of the director, um, but um, it it got accepted at Edinburgh, which is really one you know one of mm -hmm. the great places to. Play, see plays where there are hundreds of plays being presented everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we got a very prestigious theater for it. That's so, awesome. um, but that's something, you know, that I worked on, you know, five years ago. And really? I, you know, it's, it, it's how long things take, you know, as oh, you yeah. know, on anything development, it just, yeah. And if it's there and if it's good, things will happen. It's true. Especially with writing. Cause I'm not a writer of, um, you know, film or TV or, or plays or anything like that. But I work with writers and it's true. We're, we just started um, talking about this film we're going to do where I'm producing. I'm also acting in it, but this was from like five years ago and that's normal, you know, but it's the writer is the one that starts the process. I feel like, you know, so yeah, it's amazing. It's the normal. The process is, you know, it, it just takes, you know, what I, you know, worked on a musical and how long does it take? Well, it takes mm -hmm. 10 years, it seems. Yeah. Like. Wow. Finally get everything, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I love musicals. Musicals yeah. are awesome. <laughs> so are you doing anything else here locally? I guess. Um, right well, no, I, I think I, I, I actually turned down a couple of things. I also was teaching at Polk state and oh, my, okay. so was my wife. Um, but okay. you know, because of this, uh, I'm just took a little break here locally. Oh yeah. I do uh, that all the time, actually. I need 
those are the I best realized, times. Right? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm running the marketing department for all this stuff and I'm doing this. There's a place where you can just say, well, and I really want to focus on this and want to yeah. you know, make this, you know, work and, and mm-hmm. be a very successful thing and a, be a nice thing to have in my retirement and old age, you know? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think those are like the best times, those quiet yeah. because it's like when you have, you know, that time to really think like, oh, is this, is this worth it? Or is this something I really, you know, because it's, mm-hmm. especially with community things too. I'm always like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, it's you know, and I, I like to be fun. involved. You know, I just like to be involved. And if I can help. In I do too. Way, that's yeah. what I, it's, it's, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. But I just took, the, I just decided that this was, I'll just take this focus this year and, and do good. this in November. Once that's done, then we'll look at, um, you know, I, I have a lots of, uh, lots of friends and authors who have plays. Um, mm-hmm. And I just said, I just can't, I'm just not, can't put the focus on that at this moment. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good. You set that boundary. So I wanted to ask you about this magic thing because you did bring that up oh. earlier. I wanted, I love magic. I used to live by like, I think it's the magic castle in Hollywood. Oh, really? That was oh, like oh, on my oh, block. I lived oh. on Hillside by Runyon yep. for, I was in LA for a long time, but and oh, I always wanted in that place, but you can't go in there. No, and, and yeah, I got in. I did got you? In. And I have yes. another friend that was just going to say who I worked with on a film in January. She's like, I dated a mystician. She's like, when you come to LA in June, we will go. So I'm so excited. Hopefully we can get in there. But, so my, like, son knew that, my son knew that I would love to go in there. And uh, he was doing something with a, a comedian who was also a magician. Uh-huh. And he got us in. And it was it's a very special place. You will it's worth the specialness of it. That is so cool. Did you see the documentary that they did? Um, I don't know. I can't remember the name of it, but it's so good. I want, it was probably a few years ago, but it's all about the magicians and it's about the younger generation, you know, that want to be big magicians. Well, I'll I'll tell you my story and it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Tell me, uh, you know, from, I guess from grammar school or whatever, I always did. I sent away and saved all my money and bought little magic tricks and did magic acts and, but when I was in high school, I realized it's a way to meet some girls so I could get an <laughs> assistant. Yeah. And then I would always, then my act turned into, I would, I really never explained the magic to my assistant, although oh. she was crucial to it. And I would oh often blame her when it went bad, which was part <laughs> of the whole, that's, that's the joke. In the and it seemed to work for a while. And yeah. um, it went, you know, it went dormant for a while and it would come back in graduate school, you know, and all these things every once in a while. Yeah. But I went to, um, in Westport, Connecticut, they needed a benefit. And they were saying, well, we just need people to do something. And someone said her new, and I had done this magic thing way back when and mentioned it. They said, oh, yes. And a very lovely actress played Mimi. Mm-hmm. And we did it for a benefit. And it was like the biggest hit. I had to go into really? my into closets to find old magic. We were dusty That's to so see if cool. I could even make them work. But yeah. that worked so well that then, then we were asked to do another benefit and another benefit. And we were just, really? you know, uh, it never ended. And then the fi- and I, I decided this was going to be the final one when I was asked to be for the Westport Arts Center, they were going to do a benefit and they, <laughs> we were going to be the headliners, Marco and wow. me in big letters with Bobby Rosengarten and his 50 piece orchestra, you know, oh my God. and they, they were $150 a plate. And I said, mm-hmm. this will be my swan song. Yeah. And I went out at that time. This is before the internet. This is how long ago, wow. you know, I went out and got every major magician's major 
<laughs> disappearing cabinets, ele- you know, <laughs> really? elevations. Oh, I, I got Thanks. everyone. And I figured I'm going to just do it, whatever, yeah. and, the, and this will be over. So this is all the most, you know, everybody in Westport, Connecticut comes to see this. And, mm-hmm. um, and they're always, I can't imagine why they'd go want to see Marco and Mimo, except they heard about how funny and how <laughs> yeah. we were. So I did a, you know, I made, it's a David Copperfield, you know, show. Mm-hmm. At the end, I figure this is the end. I say, that, well, we've done it. You know, we don't have to do it anymore. And we get, someone comes backstage and says, um, uh, I'm a producer and I'm working with this. And they optioned our characters for a TV show to do wow. a TV, TV pilot, with oh, which wow. they wrote yeah. all these episodes. And I said, well, who will play Marco? Uh-huh. And they said, you will play Marco. Oh, my gosh. So we made a, uh, a little pilot. Did you really? You yes, did? we did. We went that far uh, to get it to get it turned down by everybody, including uh. Fox. Um, but um, that was... That was the end of, and so I thought that was the end of my market. And so I have in the closet full of all my marketing, all my oh, magical. Really? Uh, oh, you could bring this back. I see it. You could do it yeah. here locally. Well, I do have, I, I do have one be awesome. magic dream. I'll share it with you. I'll share it with yes. you. Yes. Okay. you've gotten to my soul here talking through to me. I, um, I, I see this happening. I like this magic stuff. <laughs> There's no one around us that does this. I, uh, as I told you, I have a good friend, uh, Danny Goggin, who does nonsense, and uh-huh. he he sends out the nun habits and uh, for the shows. He rents them out and or sends them, gives them to the organizations or whatever. So uh-huh. I had one Halloween. I said, Danny, I need. I think I'm going to be a nun. I'm going to be a nun uh-huh. for uh, for Halloween. And so he sent me the Mother Superior outfit. And oh so my god! I put I put it on. Okay, uh-huh. I know I know we shouldn't be talking about drag now because it's probably outlawed. In the state. Oh no, I love it. I love drag. Tell me more. Stay, no, start of Florida is going to you know. I know, I know. Right. I I've heard about that. <laughs> I'm from England, so drag is like you know. Is every right? Okay. Day Medna, whatever. It's normal to me. So. Right. And yes. uh, I, uh, I as soon as I put on the the nun's outfit, I realized I should be the magic nun. Yes. All the folds inside the, you could make birds appear. You could oh, that'd be easy, like a tent. All black with just the whipple there. You could do anything. So okay. I have a, I have an act I'm working on, which is, um, you know, Sister Mary Magic, and we'll see what happens. About That's that. awesome. Well, I want to hear more about it. This was so fun. Yeah. I, I really like talking to you. This is so I, many I, surprises. I don't know who will listen to this, and, and they say, they know, but that man is crazy. No. <laughs> I love the things you take on, though, because... They're not easy. They're definitely a challenge. I feel like I pick those projects too. Yeah. yeah, but that's super cool. All right. Well, we're running out of time. I would I could talk to you for so much longer, but we're almost well, out of time. You. This has been fun. I enjoyed uh, speaking with you. Let's yeah. talk some more. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see you around. And tell your lovely wife hello for me. I will. I will. All right. Have enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Bye. Right. Hey, this is Karina. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, check out some of our other episodes and give us a rating. In the meantime, stay safe and we hope to see you back here soon.